it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list, and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook. But I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor meals. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. There's keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You don't have to calorie count or try to figure out how much protein or carbs you're getting. They balance it for you. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. I always look forward to hitting refresh on the Factor website and seeing the new date pop up for the meal plan a couple weeks out and selecting the meals that I want. You don't have to select meals. They will automatically send you their selection based on your prior selections, but you can customize it too. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes in the microwave, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get, this is clever, 50% off your first box. That's code wade50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash wade50. Treat your body right, give yourself more energy, and save time and money with Factor Meals and get 50% off with coupon code WADE50. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Wrestling fans, you are listening to Wrestling Coast to Coast, a pro wrestling torch daily cast focusing on independent wrestling. I'm Chris Maitland, and joining me in this adventure is the man, the myth, the McClellan, Justin McClellan. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chris. Did you have a happy birthday? I did. I was uh, went to New York for the day, watched my favorite team, Newcastle United, watch well, it start. I actually went to the Court Square Diner and watched the Red Bulls on my phone. They lost to Orlando FC. Who uh, they lost to in the uh, U.S. Open Cup last year. And so another cup upset for me the next day when Newcastle lost in the Carabao Cup to Manchester United. But I had a good time hanging out with my friends and um, got to celebrate my birthday with my family in New York and then my family here. So good weekend. That's pretty awesome. How was your weekend? Um, It was uneventful. Honestly, I... Seems like so long ago. I don't remember what I did. Um, watched some Oscar-nominated documentaries, basically, that weren't oh. depressing for once. It was an unusual year. That's good. There's one about like elephants, and another about like this dude who studies walruses that was more interesting than you would think. So yeah, not a. It was not a bad, not a bad batch. That sounds good. I'm sure with the Oscars coming up. In uh, about 10 days from when you hear this, I'm sure we'll talk a little, a little bit more about the Oscars uh, right around the time of uh, that show. I guess which would be next week, wouldn't it? Yes, I pre- think your uh, your wife is hard at work trying to watch all the Best Picture nominees, right? Yeah, she's about halfway through. And um, I will uh, I think there are only a couple left that I'm going to be watching. But um, yeah, we will give you a little Oscar preview. Uh, next week here on Wrestling Coast to Coast. For this I, myself, week, I still have to watch Tar, and then I will be, I'll have have the the dirty tin. Yeah, she's gonna watch Tar this week, and uh, still has a fine time to watch Avatar. That's that's the the hard one. <laughs> not that it's not available, it's just because it's three and a half hours. Right. This Thank podcast you, brought to you by Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Tar. The story of a driven uh, symphony conductor who's teetering in the brink of madness. Tar in theaters now. <laughs> well, you know, Tar is on Peacock. Yes. Uh, which has WWE, uh, not MLW. I'm sure some of you saw the announcement that Reels, uh, their live feed would be on Peacock, but not uh, when MLW is on due to their WWE's exclusivity. Mm-hmm. It's wrestling on Peacock. We are a wrestling podcast. And uh, I want to thank you for wishing me happy birthday. Uh, a lot of people look at a birthday sometimes as an anniversary, the anniversary of your birth. For me, that took place 42 years ago on February 26th. Someone else was celebrating an anniversary that day. That would be Glory Pro Wrestling out of St. Louis, celebrating their sixth anniversary. A little bit younger than me, but they had a show on Fight TV. This was on that day, fateful day, February 26, 2023. The show began with a pre-show match. Uh, first of all, before they had a little bit of a rundown of some of the previous, uh, some of the matches they were going to have on this card, and um, we'll get a little bit more in depth on that when we talk about those matches. There were two uh, pre-show matches. We'll go through those. We'll go through those pretty quickly. There's a tag team match between. 
Chris Hendricks and Mason St. Good against the O'Neill brothers, Devin and Stephen O'Neill. Hendricks and St. Good's won in five minutes and three seconds with a 450 splash. Jay Marston versus Zio Orlabo versus Ant-Man was the other pre-show I match. I was Ant-Man. I know it's listed that way, but I'm pretty yes. sure his name is Edmund. Yes, but he he, he loves Ant-Man. But he had Edmund on... He had Edmund on his tights. I swear the announcers were saying Edmund. So I just think it was like, I don't know. I just thought like there was a mistranslation. I don't know. He had nothing to do with Ant-Man, the hit the hit film in theaters or anything. He wasn't even like a small dude. Well, whether you call him Edmund or Ant-Man. I mean, because no offense to Cage Match, they didn't even get the one guy's name. It's just question mark, question mark, question mark. Which is, is fair, because I couldn't tell his name either. That is true. As what did you there. think What did you think it was? Not Ant-Man, the other guy? Yeah, the, the question mark. Zio or Lambo? Oh, I said Alpha or Lundy. He was the Alpha. His nickname was the Alpha. Okay, that's, okay, that's how I got Alpha. Uh, and whether you want to call him Ant-Man, or Edwin, you definitely have to call him a winner. He won with a cutter on Jay Martson in three minutes and 36 seconds. Jay Martson had a really good big boot, I would like to note. Um, yeah, that the first match, just quickly, the O'Neills were rather large gentlemen. Uh, they had a manager named Miss Nixie, who was dressed some, like someone from an 80s music video. She cheated fairly freely. The announcers... Discuss shampoo products because they like the O'Neill's hair. Um, and then the uh, one guy transitioned to the shampoo he was using. Show you what how really into the match they were. Uh, it was just kind of a match. Like the O'Neill's, like I said, were big guys. So they threw their weight around. And then the faces won with a couple of high speed moves. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The regular show began uh, after that. The opening match was for the number one contendership of the Crown of Glory title. David Richards against Raheem De La Suede. This match was really highlighted with Richards repeatedly going for the ankle lock, but De La Suede was able to escape. Uh, finally, uh, Richards hits a brain buster, and Della Suede gets put in the ankle lock again. He submits, even though in my eyes it looked like he could have grabbed the rope very easily, but I guess that was the play of finish, and you go ahead. Either way, Dave Richards is your winner and new number one contender with uh, ankle lock submission in 13 minutes and 9 seconds. He gave a pro St. Louis speech and said he would fight for the championship on April 30th. Justin, what were your thoughts on this match? I really like this match. Uh, this is might come as a shock to some, but Davey Richards is a really good professional wrestler. Uh, Raheem De La Suede, he's very charismatic. Uh, I, I think he has a, I think, I don't know if potential is the right word because I think he's experienced. I, I just think he's very good too. Um, he was, so like Davey Richards, like team ambition is, is like half the roster or something. So Raheem is, uh, was a, a former member of that team who had turned on Davey Richards. Not the only guy who turned on Davey Richards on this show. Um, so Raheem was the heel. Uh, they did some mind games. They fought over a knuckle lock early until Davey essentially did a Northern Light suplex with it. And he did a lot of other like cool stuff with the knuckle lock. Um Davey, at one point, Raheem got Davey in, like, an arm ringer, and Davey did, like, an inverted bridge or a, a crab walk. And while he was doing that, he kicked Raheem in the arm to escape. I thought that was really cool. Um, Davey teed off at one point with an apron kick. Uh, to the announcer, Chad French, noted he darn near dropped his dreads off on that one. Um, and the, the other announcer, whose name I got to look up, Sophie King, she said that she claimed that the sweat had actually hit her way in the back of the building because he was kicked so hard. Probably hyperbole. Um, so at one point, like, uh, Davey was jumping off the, the ropes and um, Raheem cut him off with, like, this jumping knee. Davey, like, Davey sold it great. Like, his nose had been shattered. And, like, Raheem, who I said a genius, apparently tells the ref to just take the count out win and even the announcers commended Raheem for his brains. And while we were all saying how smart that was, Raheem went outside and tossed Davey back in the ring. So never mind. Um, we, Of course, it's a Davey match. So he got the dragon screw leg whip uh, the, uh, with the rope assist. Um, from a technical standpoint, like I said, it was an excellent match. Davey's always good. Raheem has a ton of charisma. Um and it had a good story and that Davey was Raheem's teacher and he was able to outsmart him um, because you know, he had taught Raheem so much, but not everything. Um, I thought it was a little strange. Like Davey took a lot of the match. Like he got so much. I sort of thought Raheem was going to cheat to win, but I think it was mostly just about building Davey up because 
they're they're very much building up this title match coming in the next couple of shows. So overall, I think that was the, the ultimate goal of this match, which it succeeded. The next match on the show was a four-way between Kenny Alfonso, Anakin Murphy, ATM, and Benjamin Trust. Typical four-way uh, with a lot of moves uh, back and forth. The finish was Kenny Alfonso hitting a springboard cutter on Anakin Murphy for the win in five minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, this match, the finish was very, very contrived and looked very awkward and uh, really hurt the match. But Kenny Alfonso is your winner. Yeah. Benjamin Trust hails from the United States of Slam. And it's not just that he, like, apparently means it. He's kind of a dork, I think, in, in character, not the person. Um, Anakin threw the first punch, but he was but he ended up getting double his t- hip toss, excuse me, by Kenny Alfonso and ATM. Um, Kenny and Benjamin Trust square off and they did like kind of some slow motion crisscrosses. Um, they did a very contrived ring around the rosy punch off. I can't believe you didn't talk about that where like they're so they're standing in a circle and one guy would punch the guy to his right. And then wrestler B would punch wrestler C with his right on and on. And it was weird because the match had really been fairly serious up until that point. And then they did this very uh, goofy comedy spot. Benjamin Trust did a very scary looking German suplex where he dropped Kenny Alfonso right on one of Kenny's shoulders. Uh, It was very much a spot fest. Just four guys running as fast as they could going through stuff. Um, At one point, Anakin gave Alfonso this fisherman buster. Uh, uh, Kenny rolled to the floor. And I like this. Like, Anakin, like, sort of crawled after him like he was trying to catch him to stop him from escaping. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, It was kind of sloppy in a lot of spots. I I think – I'm not sure. I think these guys are probably pretty green. Um, I was just – I was surprised at how short it was given it was four guys. Uh, Usually, you'd think something like that would go ten minutes, not five. And so it did feel like they were rushing to get all their stuff in in this case. The uh, next match was Tootie Lynn versus Heather Reckless. This was your standard babyface versus heel match. Reckless is your heel. Lynn is your face. Crowd very much behind Tootie Lynn. The uh, match for me was weird, not because of their work. More of the commentators spent a lot of time focusing on the referee, even before the match started, questioning the referee, which play into the finish because Heather Reckless rolled up Tootie Lynn, put her feet on the rope in plain view. One foot actually was dangling off the rope, but the referee still counted and Reckless won in eight minutes and 55 seconds. Lynn protested to the referee who said his decision was final. Uh, He left. Uh, She was despondent, but again, I feel like this match was more about the referee than anything else. Heather Reckless is your winner. Yeah, it was super weird because they're making fun of the ref. They um, they were very offended that he had a man bun just from the start. And I was like, oh, this is just some weird bit they're doing. But it was like they actually played into the finish. So I don't know. It was kind of a weird story. I think 2D Lynn is very good. Uh, Heather Reckless uh, was pretty sloppy um, early on. So at the start, Heather offered, even though Heather was the heel, she offered 2D a handshake. But... Uh, then she spit on their handshakes, which grossed everyone out. Um, I thought Heather f- felt very cautious for someone named Heather Reckless. Um, th- she did um, she did like a nice cannonball for two, although they noted they kept also talking about how short she was. So the announcer said at her size, it's not a cannonball. It's just a BB. Um, her heat segment, it just felt like it went on for a long time. Um at one point, Heather hit a suplex. Tootie got her foot on the ropes. Heather was so frustrated, she threw her own extensions at the referee, uh, which is not something you see every day. Um, Tootie finally fired up. She hit this nice leg lariat uh, and a crossbody block for two, then a very nice Northern Lights bomb for two. And like you said, um, Heather Heather got uh, uh, the pin, you know, cheating in full view of the referee, which... I don't know. Like, like I said, it definitely the announcers sort of foreshadowed, foreshadowed that was going to happen, but it, it was not a great finish. 
The next match was the Philly Marino Experience, Reno Tanaglia and Philly Collins versus the Premier Campbell Myers and SK Bishop. The highlight for me of this match was actually uh, Susudio as a theme song. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, I'm a big Phil Collins fan, especially oh, Phil sure. Collins. Sorry? I said, oh, sure. I mean, has anyone have we listened? Have we watched a, a show where someone came out to "In the Air" tonight? I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah, because that would be that would be cool. Either way, this is your standard yeah. tag team match. Uh, Phil Marino experienced one with in nine minutes and forty-seven seconds, which is a move that I watched three times and still couldn't get a handle of exactly what it was. It was like a Uranagi into a, but also doing like a, a face buster. Maybe you have a better um, description of the match. Either way, Philly Marino experience is your winners, and Susudio was played at the beginning and the end. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, I mean, we've seen Philly Marino experience a couple times uh, in definitely AIW and I think somewhere else. Um, the match uh, I was not was just kind of boring, honestly. Like it had a very slow. Old school start, like stalling, test of strength, that's very fine. Uh, Philly Marino experienced this demolition, decapitation-esque move, I like where one guy does a backbreaker and the other does an elbow, except in this case, um, Marina actually did a, like a slingshot into the ring, not just jumping off the turnbuckle. Uh, the premier pill, they pulled Philly to the floor and then did a painful-looking move where Myers gave Marina a drop toe hold and Bishop... Jumped off of Myers, who was kneeling down. He jumped off his back onto Marina to do a curb stop. That actually looked very cool. Uh, unfortunately, after that, the match really slowed down to a halt. It was just a lot of like a long heat segment by the premiere where they just did a lot of choking and, you know, stomping. Just not 
nothing exciting. Like, you don't have to be top flight in your moves, but it's just, I don't know. It, they needed some more variety or something. It was just just very repetitive. Um, finally, like, Philly came back with a very nice uh, capo kick that was very impressive, especially for his size. Um, Philly tried to pal drive Myers, but Campbell charged at that pair. So Philly actually back dropped. Campbell while finishing the pal driver. I thought that was cool. Um, the Philly Maria experience looked like they're going for a, a heart attack like move, but um, again, Campbell got pulled to the floor. Um, Myers schoolboyed Philly in a way that he bounced off the ropes, and as he rebounded, Bishop then gave him a jumping flatliner. That part was pretty cool. Yeah, I was not sure what the finish was. I almost said it was sort of like a 3D, but that's not quite right either. Like you said, it was sort of like a sort of like a Uranagi, and then he jumped up. I I can't describe it either. Um, it was kind of a weird combination. Overall, like I said, I just I did not think this match was all that great. Like technically, that was fine, but the premiere were just I don't know. It was just kind of boring to me a lot of the way, and it felt like they were trying to stretch the match out to go longer than it needed to. But I did enjoy, like you, the studio and and even more, uh, Philly Marino experienced a very fun dance to Susudio after the match. Next on the show uh, was a match that actually was one of the ones I was referring to that was preview, previewed in the pre, pre, pre-show that was mentioned. Xavier Walker versus Karam. They, uh, the preview in the pre-show talked about how they were, I guess still are technically, uh, tag team champions, how they won the tag team titles. But one of uh, my favorite wrestlers, uh, Hakeem Zayn, a.k.a. Heat Raju, attacked Walker after the match and held up the tie with Karam. Uh, Rohit Raju was not there. Uh, he was actually in uh, Orlando for the Ring of Honor uh, AEW Dark tapings. So they had to do an angle where he wasn't there, and they just had a straight match between these two. Uh, this is kind of a different match, physical match. Uh, Walker starting to take advantage, and Karam hits him low, and this leads to a disqualification by the referee. At least I thought it was. That's why I wrote down initially on the paper. Uh, Walker, uh, Karam pushes out the referee. Walker goes ballistic, beats up Karam, hits him, hits him with chairs. People come out to help him or stop him from basically inflicting carnage on everyone he beats them all up too um in the midst of this the referee decides to also disqualify walker meaning this is no longer a walker victory but it is a double disqualification which made no sense to me uh that finish because why would it matter at that point he you know you he's reacting to what happened to him and it's like why did the referee not do that initially you know i'm how hard I am on referees, and this was definitely one of the matches that I, I'm hard on them for. So, um, double disqualification. I know that they are trying to prolong this feud until Raju can come back and maybe have a, a tag team match for the titles, but not happy with this finish. If you're going to do a double disqualification, actually have a, a wild brawl where they both deserve to be disqualified instead of just one of them. But um, that was the finish. Yeah, I I liked... I like the match up until the finish. So, um, let's see. So, Walker, I should be noted that he is um, very tall. So, it kind of, like, but he's like, I mean, he was a good, like, agile, tall person. So, I think he, um, I don't know. I like I like the cut of his jib, I suppose. Um, he charged the ring because it was like a grudge match. And I like that. You know, he's like, so, I mean, all grudge, most grudge matches just start like any wrestling match. But I like the idea. He's like so fired up. He's got to get his hands on this guy. Um, he like speared Karam and was just ground and pounding him. Um, finally, he was too aggressive. He missed a charge and Karam took him down with a big boot. Um, finally, like, um, they were chopping away at each other. Always the cool spot where, like, there's a fake out. You know, in this case, they were chopping, and, um, Xavier faked a chop. Karam ducked, so, um, 
Xavier was able to DDT him. I always loved that spot. Um, they brawled outside for a very long time, too long, I thought. But there was a cool moment, like, Xavier stops to give a fan a fist bump, and that lets Karam turn the tide. Like, just that brief second, Karam attacked him. It had to be improvised, because how could they know there would be a fan there to offer a fist bump? But it was like, that was a neat little moment to take advantage of. It didn't last long either, so I really, I felt like it was a good little improv. Um but this is the part where I was like, man, this this brawl around the ring is really going on a while, and not they're not really doing anything. And as I was typing that, Karam, you know, was had the advantage. He waved his finger in the air, so I thought, oh, he's going to do all the the run, all the, or that was um, Xavier who waved his finger in the air. I thought he's going to run all the way around the ring and do like the kick, like we see at a lot of indie shows. But no, he just kept slamming uh, Karam's head into the the apron over and over so i'm not even sure why he was uh twirling his finger in the air finally karam like raked xavier's eyes and ran him in the ring post to get some heat uh the announcer was very concerned why karam kept pulling his tights up which i assume the answer is just because they were falling down um they did the old so this is like a very like kind of old school promotion i've noticed in a lot of ways uh just in their style and they did the old classic, like, get a guy in a sleeper or a chin lock, and his hand drops two times. And then on the third, it you know, he pops up and, and gets fired up. Like, it, it's a, such a nice – it's an old-school move. Like, you don't see it. It wouldn't work, I don't think, on big stages today. But I do think, old like, promotions that, like, try to do a more old-school style, it's, it's a nice thing to have in one match. Uh, not every match necessarily, but I enjoy it once. Um One, so uh, Xavier, um, Kareem got the heat for, again, kind of a long time, probably too long. Um, finally, Xavier got mad and just literally run him over. The announcer claimed, I saw his soul leave his body like a Scooby-Doo episode, which I do not remember that episode of Scooby-Doo, but it's possible. Um, and like you said, Xavier went for a choke slam, but Kareem kicked him in the groin for the DDT or for a DQ. And, like, I did not like this finish. Like, I understand this is the first patch post-breakup, so you're, you're trying to elongate the feud. But, honestly, I felt like Xavier could have won this match, and it would not have mattered. Like, it would have been a small victory, but there's a bigger victory in that, you know, he wants to get the tag titles back. Presumably, I assume, my guess is they're going to do some match where each guy gets a partner and they fight to settle who the tag team champions are, just a guess. So that's like a bigger victory down the road. So he could have won this match. If you're going to do like this crazy double DQ, like you said, I think they should have done a shorter, wilder brawl and just had the ref have to throw it out because both guys were out of control. After doing that, after like this 11-minute match, it, it really felt like a waste of time. I did enjoy Kareem running away, and he had like this bug-eyed, scared look, and he kept glancing back over his shoulder like, oh, God, I hope he's not following me. So that was pretty – that's pretty good uh, facial expressions from that guy. So, yeah, just kind of there. Do you remember when Hulk Hogan shocked the world and formed the New World Order? Or when Stone Cold Steve Austin passed out on the sharpshooter to Bret the Hitman Hart? I'm Torch contributor Frank Pettiani, and I've reviewed these shows and many more for my exclusive VIP podcast, Pro Wrestling Then and Now. Together with a rotating chair of co-hosts, we go back 10, 20, even 30 years, review pay-per-views from top to bottom, talk about where the wrestlers were at the time, and compare what took place then to what is taking place now. You get exclusive access to these and other podcasts as part of your PW Torch VIP membership, which is compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. Visit pwtorch.com slash govip for details and sign up for them. The uh, next match was uh, Mike Outlaw versus Moses, uh, two other wrestlers that we've also seen before on Glory Pro. They uh, wrestled for the thought it was a pretty good match, one of their favorite matches on the show. The ending came with uh, several counters and reversals leading into another move that was very difficult for me to describe. I called sort of a 
crossroads into a stunner. The Mike Outlaw hit on Moses and won in 14 minutes and 56 seconds. After the match, he cut a promo that was very difficult to hear. But the one thing I gathered from it was that he called for uh, new challengers for himself in Glory Pro Wrestling. Mike Outlaw is your winner. Real name, no gimmicks. That that's actually crazy to me. Like, if his name really is Mike Outlaw, which I believe in, like that's like a perfect wrestling name. Like Richard Rude, you know? It's like holy cow. Like, what else could you be if your name is Mike Outlaw, other than an outlaw, which we don't have a lot of. Well. I like an Old West outlaw, of which there's not an Old West anymore, or a wrestler. So I think he found this calling, at least by the name. This is not – it should also be noted the same Moses who is part of Shane Taylor Promotions, just a different guy. Um, I thought they both did some very nice like amateur stuff to start. Um, Moses got stuck in the ropes, and outlaw kicked the middle rope into his groin in clear view of the ref. It was a good cheap shot, but bad refing. Moses didn't let him deter him for long. He did a corner handstand, which is impressive for a guy that size. Um, Outlaw tried to take a powder, but Moses didn't want to win like that. He, he chopped Outlaw so hard that Outlaw was still on the floor. He bounced off the ropes and back to the floor. Um, Outlaw DDT Moses. Moses and Moses did a Flip off of the DDT. That was a crazy good sell. Never seen anyone take a DDT quite like that. Um, Moses did quality bumping throughout this match. Like Outlaw whipped him super hard into the corner, and Moses flipped over the turnbuckle to the floor. Um, Moses came back. He sent Outlaw into the corner with a shotgun drop kick. Hit a tornado DDT for a two count. Um, Moses did a they fought over a suplex, but Moses finally did like a fisherman suplex, but he did it in slow motion in a cool way to like sell how much he had to muscle him to get uh, Mike Outlaw over. I like that a lot. Um, uh, like you said, he also later did like a German suplex in like slow motion like that, which always it gets a pop. I would imagine it's harder to like move a guy in slow motion deliberately like that than just like jerk him over. Um, yeah, I don't know quite how to describe the finisher. I just went with stunner. It was something like that. I really, I was very impressed, like I said, with Moses's bumping in particular, but I thought both guys had really good offense and they wrestled as good strong men. So I, I like this match. It's one of the stronger matches on the show. The uh, next match was a six-man tag team match. Dan the Dad, Ethan Price, and Warhorse versus Jake Something, Cody Lane, and Shane Saber. Typically in matches, uh, Dan the Dad is sort of the uh, hard luck member of the team, but not today. The entire match was really crafted around Ethan Price as sort of the underdog who needed assistance, who was attacked by the other team, especially much bigger Jake something, and needed support. The crowd was really, really behind him, and the crowd ended up having a happy ending. Ethan Price ended up winning. He hit the future shock and won in 18 minutes and 55 seconds, the longest match on the show, but one where the crowd went home happy because the people that they rooted for won. Simple concept in wrestling, more simpler of a concept than for me to say it. Uh, again, Ethan Price, Dan the Dad, and Warhorse are your winners. Yeah, this was actually my favorite match on the show, believe it or not. Uh, Cody, he's the Southern Flamingo. We've seen him before, but he has new gear, which is like a pink fringe jacket that was awesome. I, I couldn't remember if he was a full-fledged heel before, but I know he really, one of the angles they showed on the the uh, pre-show was him fighting with Warhorse, and I think he escaped with like a DQ victory he tricked Warhorse into, but definitely Warhorse was out for revenge. That was sort of the central feud of this match. It was kind of weird at first, like, to see Jake something didn't feel like he belonged in this match, because he's like a serious wrestler, and these other five are varying degrees of comedy wrestler. Also strange, like you said, Dan the Dad's the hard luck guy. He's also usually a comedy guy, and he was, I mean, 
pretty much as serious as a Dan the Dad match you're going to get. He didn't do, like, running with coffee mugs or anything, like, uh, at that Wrestling Revolver show a couple weeks ago. Um, so I guess Warhorse, he also, he dressed like he was uh, Randy Savage during the Slim Jim era, and he threw some sort of jerky sticks in the air when he came out. Um, several of the wrestlers actually picked them up. Dan appeared to even open one and start to eat it before the match had started. Uh, Dan's dad rock of choice, by the way, is Thunder Road, an excellent uh, Bruce Springsteen song. Um, like you said, the match really was about Ethan Price, who he's called the big strong boy, but he's um, very short. And so he's sort of like undersized guy who thinks he belongs with the super heavyweights, a classic character and one the fans loved. Um, and he was really good at it. Uh, and a lot of it was him getting beat on or then managing to outsmart the heels. Uh, a rare one of Dan's only like humorous spots in the match was they were doing like a he and Saber were doing a rope run and Dan just like stuck his foot out. So um Saber just kind of tripped over it, sort of a dad joke. Um, but then Dan started actually getting serious heat on Saber. So the announcer quipped, Dan must have heard Shane Saber had adjusted the thermostat. Which, as I've I've learned as an adult who has to pay the gas bill, it is serious business to adjust that thermostat. It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and... A ton of VIP exclusive audio shows such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week dedicated to a focused look at WWE news and a focused look at AEW news along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view VIP exclusive roundtables and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles, Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. Tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PW Torch VIP membership? Um, Warhorse, you know, he did a fairly crazy somersault dive between the top and the middle ropes. I'm not sure how he managed that, but he did it perfectly. Um, the heels tried this double suplex, but the faces broke it up, and they, all three of them ended up suplexing Cody and Saber. Uh, Jake something, who is a large man, a t- very tall man, as you'll probably know, he was like the monster of the match. Anytime the heels were in trouble, they would tag him in, and he would actually do serious damage. Um, like, at one point, he actually uh, dropped all three of the faces at once with a single flying shoulder tackle. Um like I said, it sort of felt like something was in a different match at times. Um, he pulled Price out of the corner and then just lariated him down. Um, then something looked like he was going to whip Price into the corner again, but just sort of threw him and rammed him face first into the canvas. Um, Price jumped up on the apron, but something caught him and slammed him down. Um there was a lot of like really great false hope spots in this match. Like Price was getting beaten on and he would try to make the tag and you thought he was going to make the hot tag, but he got cut off and it wasn't, it wasn't a groaner like, Oh man, like I wish they get to the finish. It was actually like, Oh, this is, this is very clever or, you know, added more drama. Uh, fine. Like you said, finally Price, Price got the win after all of this. He gave him kind of this cradle. He gave Sabre a kind of cradle bust. Brainbuster. Like I said, I thought it was a very fun tag match. It was very nonstop action. Like the heat segment didn't drag. Price took some insane bumps, probably too many. It was weird to see Dan the Dad more serious than usual. Jake the Jake something was great at terrorizing people. Odds like I thought it was a tremendously fun match all around. It was definitely uh different than the match after that. Uh yes. this match had the time to go through all the different things that you described. This match that followed was almost like a squash. This was for the uh, Princess Tag Team match. The Wasteland War Party, Heidi Howitzer and Maxine Paler are your champions, going up against Blair Onyx and Jody Threat, who looked scared when Howitzer and Max came out. 
they continued to be scared throughout the match, and it didn't go so well for them. The uh, Wasteland War, War Party won when uh, How Howitzer jumped off of Max's shoulders onto Threat uh, from on his first splash in five minutes and sixteen seconds to retain the uh, Princess Tag Team titles. So I'm not familiar with Joshi Pro or the the history of the Princess Tag Titles or what having a match called that you would expect out of it. So I don't know. I'm of two minds about this. If you wanted, if you thought this would be some kind of classic, a Japanese title is brought to the U.S. and they have a, a great defense of that title, or and maybe that or or you were thinking just in general, I'm going to have a classic title match. You did not get that. But if you wanted to see Max and Heidi mess up some fools who had effed around and found out, this is definitely what you were looking for. Um, Flair Onyx, we can't escape her, I've noticed recently. she's She appears on a lot of shows. Uh, I've kind of been hard on her. This was probably the best Flair Onyx match I've ever seen. Uh, the announcers early suggested that the challenger's best hope was that Max was afraid of spiders, which I thought was a fair assessment. It did not appear that Max is afraid of spiders. Blair did her usual uh, crab walk. If you remember the revolver show, she did the crab walk and immediately uh, Marina Shafir used it to choke her out, which was hilarious. In this case, it appeared Blair had learned from that. She used the crab walk to get in a, some sort of submission hold, which made the whole crab walking make a lot more sense. But uh, she'd put the move on Heidi. Max was not impressed with the move and just kind of attacked Blair um, and then pulled, just literally pulled Heidi to the corner to tag in herself. Blair did a very nice, like the Matrix dodge where she, you know, bends over backwards to duck a clothesline. Uh, she went to that well once too often and the second time got clobbered. Uh, Jody, Jody came in. She did like a back jump kick and a very good looking German suplex for two, but um, Max just speared Jody anyway. Uh, um, Max tried to get the cover. The ref wouldn't let Max cover because the, because the um, Max had not tagged in legally. I don't know if Chris was at that show, but someone yelled, good job ref. It seemed like something Chris might've done. Uh, but yeah. And then Max undeterred by this also slammed Jody down carried Heidi on their shoulders and dropped Heidi on Jody for the pin. Like you said, pretty much a squash for the champs to get over their belts. I was not at that show, but I am always excited when um, someone uh, calls out good refereeing or bad refereeing. So maybe they knew it was my birthday and they were just giving me a present doing that. I was watching the show later. Yeah, a shout out. After this, we had the 50-50 raffle drawing. The number winning number was 376-13695. So I don't know if that was your winning ticket, but if so, congratulations. Yes, congratulations if you won the winning lotto ticket before the main event. Which was for the Crown of Glory title. Kamaro Jackson's your champion against Myron Reed. Again, my one criticism that does happen uh, which this one was kind of funny. So Myron Reed attacks Jackson before the match. Uh, then he goes for a dive and Jackson catches him. And um, but then they go back in the ring and then they start the match. So it's like the whole part didn't even uh, happen, which was kind of hilarious. But um, anyway, the match goes on. Uh, pretty good match. It kind of ended abruptly. I wasn't looking at the clock. I should have realized there wasn't that much time left, but Jackson caught Reed with a vicious lariat, uh, one of the better ones I've seen recently, to take him out and retain his title. Kamara Jackson is your winner in 9 minutes and 47 seconds. Yeah, I was uh, surprised at the length of the match, too. I thought the last Glory Pro show we watched where Mike Jack or uh, Camaro Jackson beat Mike Outlaw to win the title. They had like a 20 minute title match and it sort of a longer main event felt in line with the style glory pro presents. So I was surprised they had a sub nine or sub 10 minute match. Um, and I don't know, it was kind of lacking as, as main, like it was a good match, but is what I think of as like a main event. I felt it was kind of lacking in a lot of ways. 
the the indie i thought the beginning was funny and it did establish that myron was uh the heel definitely in this match it was very much like a textbook speed versus strength um but the announcer the announcers who i did not like a lot during the show i thought they actually were pretty good in this match um and chad french made a note that he had one he had been a wrestler and he noted that myron also um was deceptively strong and it kicked Chad very hard at one time in the match they were had. Um, Myron kept missing leg drops for some reason, which seemed like it would hurt. Uh, and Jackson, one point Jackson chopped him so hard that uh, Chad noted that chop had took in four years off his life. Um, and Sophie chimed in. She wasn't sure which four it was, but they were gone. Um, I was like the announcers at this point, were just kind of letting it all hang out and, and we're better for it. Jackson controlled a surprising amount of the match to me. Like main event matches, you really kind of, I expect to usually be like 50, 50, but he took like at least 60, 40. He, he controlled for a long time is like anything we would try. He'd just get out muscled, but he still came across as a heel. So that was, that was good. It wasn't like psychologically messed up. Um, Camaro Jackson's also known as the uh, Quadfather, which I think is a fabulous nickname. Um, Reed, at one point, he tried a cutter, like coming off the ropes, but Jackson caught him in a very painful-looking burning hammer that Reed sort of took on his knees. Like you said, I was not expecting the end, just this delayed suplex and a running lariat. Um, It was a rare case where after he hit the lariat, the announcer's like, oh, that's it. Time to go home. And I was like, "Okay, well, he's kicking out. You know, the classic announcer calls the match too early. But it was a rare case where the announcer was right. And it was time to go home. Uh, It was a very fun match. Like I said, didn't quite have the main event feel to me, but it was a good uh, strong face versus crafty, sneaky heel sort of match. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. And that was uh, House of Glory's sixth anniversary show. I thought the show was just okay. Nothing that um, was set your light on, such a world on fire. I thought it was just kind of a standard wrestling match. I, I think one of the things I think about watching wrestling nowadays is that wrestling fans really want the spectacular more than just solid. And um, we've had a lot of independent shows that have been more spectacular than this one. Uh, it's one of the things where, like, I enjoyed the previous show more. Uh, I still think the show did a good job in moving some storylines forward. But it wasn't necessarily the best show of theirs that I've seen. And um, I'm sure if we watch another one down the line, it would probably be better than this one. Yeah, I felt it very like a, a thumbs in the middle show. Uh it really drug a lot for me between basically like the, the Davy Richards match was a good opener. And then it drug a lot until we got to the, the Mike outlaw match pretty like halfway through the show. So some of the stuff was not very good. Some was good. This is so when I saw it was their anniversary show, I thought it was going to be like a big show, but um, I thought it was going to be like a ring of honor anniversary show which was one of their big events of the year and it used to be but this is more like a new japan anniversary show which is sort of more of a a middle of the line middle of the road uh as shows go this this, a lot of the show is about setting up davy richards versus uh camaro jackson at the end of april you know both of those guys got put over strong the announcers started hyping that match Pretty much by the point Davey won, they were they were starting to hype that match and definitely were hyping it by the end. So both those guys got pretty dominant victories to help set up their eventual match down the road, which I so I think that that'll probably be the bigger, more interesting show if you're just out if you don't want the like the connective tissues of shows. 
which I don't blame you. There's so much out there. You really just want the big, the, the big important shows. I think that one in April will probably be a lot more and a lot bigger and probably more impressive than this one was. Glory Pro is has a unique, not unique, but it has a, a very distinctive style. They definitely have some very old school tendencies, not as like high flying or flashy. A lot of map based stuff, which makes sense because it's Davy Richards has a very clear influence. You know, his team ambition is all over the show, and it a lot of the guys wrestle kind of in his style. So I like that they have their own. I like that I like that they have this identity and they stick to it most of the time. Uh, but yeah, this show was not. Um, the show is pretty disappointing to me. And that was the Glory Pro Wrestling sixth anniversary show. If you want to check it out, uh, it's available on Fight TV and Fight Plus. Next week on our show, we'll be talking about West Coast Pro, probably one of our favorite promotions, West Coast Best Coast. Main event, a TLC match for the West Coast Pro Championship, Taz Alexander versus... Nick Wayne, uh, a match to crown the initial West Coast Pro Women's Champion, Sandra Moon versus Masha Slamovich, a tag team match between Kevin Blackwood and Al Angels against Brian Keith and Starboy Charlie, Timothy Thatcher versus Mike Bailey, and uh, Black Tarus, Ray Harus, and uh, the West Coast Wrecking Crew against the Miracle Generation, who we'll be talking a little bit about in the VIP segment. So that is West Coast Pro. That show is on Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, if you want to check it out. On IWTV, we'll be here talking about that next week. Uh, for this week, we'll be talking about another show that appeared on IWTV. That is Beyond Wrestling's Perfection or Vanity. It also took place on February 26th. The uh, two matches we'll talk about from that show are Ryan Clancy versus Zack Sabre Jr. And Violence is Forever, Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo defending their IWTV Tag Team Championship against the team that they beat in the finals, the Miracle Generation. Before we get to that, Justin, do you have any plugs? Sure. As always, feel free to reach out to us at torchcoasttocoast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, issues you'd like us to talk about, any matches or promotions you'd like to check out, check out, like us to check out, we would love to hear from you. And you can reach us via email at torchcoasttocoast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at jmcclelland1, J-M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N-D-1. And I'm on Twitter at Mind of Maitland. I uh, didn't tweet a, enough about soccer last week. Probably will do some more this week. A lot, lot more soccer going on. Uh, maybe some wrestling, too. I know there's some other uh, shows going on this weekend as well. And I'm looking forward to that West Coast Pro uh, show on Saturday night. But we, uh, Justin and I are about to talk about those two matches from beyond. But to hear us talk about that, you have to be a VIP member. To become one, check out membership info at pwtorch.com slash govip. The daily cast are presented with ads and plugs removed, plus VIP-exclusive content, 30-plus years of newsletter archives, 15-plus years of podcast archives, and hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, plus daily VIP-exclusive podcasts, a new weekly newsletter, and an ad-free web browsing experience. Again, that's pwtorch.com slash govip. For Justin McClelland, I'm Chris Maitland. Thank you, AMR, and thank you to all of our Daily Cast listeners. We'll be back next week to talk about West Coast Pros, West Coast Best Coast. But now it's time for VIP. PW Torch is now on YouTube. Check out our relaunched, revamped, and reinvigorated YouTube channel after many years sitting dormant, collecting dust. And now it's back, shinier, brighter. It smells better. It's our PW Torch YouTube channel. And you can check out daily news updates, the weekly fireside chat with Tyler Sage and Zach Hadorn, and my Keller commentaries. The first Keller commentary was my rebooking of WrestleMania 38's lineup. I used all the same wrestlers, but none of the same matches. And I tried to make a better two-night event. Decide for yourself. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash PWTorch. And be sure to hit subscribe and like our videos.
One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're gonna begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our torch year end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. PWTorch.com slash go VIP pwtorch.com slash govip. That's pwtorch.com slash govip for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise.